Hi, everyone, and thank you for tuning into the show today. It is the Sheila Zielinski Show, and we have a fantastic guest on today. Make sure you bookmark SheilaZielinski.com. Sheila.media will take you to the same place, and make sure you are subscribed to my YouTube channel. Lots of fantastic programs coming out in the days to come, but I want to jump right into the show today. It is a very powerful man of God joining me today, and this is a long overdue topic. Today, I am joined by the general himself, Ivory Hopkins. And Ivory, we're going to get into a very interesting subject. And I'll get you to talk a little bit about this topic that we're going to cover today that's going to be very powerful with prayer at the end of the program. So the mic is yours, my friend. Take it away. Well, it is it is a pleasure, dear friend, to be back. I am really excited to share with you the spirit of cyber and internet predators. I thought this would be a blessing to share with you because, you know, I do uh, a lot of phone and Skype sessions, counseling and deliverance. And I started getting a lot of calls from things that were operating on the internet. I was ending, ending up having to deliver a great deal of women that were being seduced by cyber predator preachers. You know, this is a hard subject for me, not so, so much being hard that I can't preach it, but it saddens me that I have to come at the fivefold like this. But what it is, is a lot of people are, are coming out here, these brothers that are bound. They have not been delivered yet. They have not submitted to deliverance. And what they're doing on the Internet is hiding behind a title. They have absolutely no accountability to no one. And so a lot of sisters on, in the Lord are getting caught up with them. Just, it's been tremendous work. I have been having many that I've called where they were told to meet a certain place, which I could never understand why you would even bother meeting any of these jokers. But they would seduce them out of finances. They would seduce them out of, out of their bodies. They would seduce them out of their mind. And we've had to literally break a lot of unholy soul ties and evil manifestation. I have for you show today 18 different strongholds that I found that operates in these predators. Now, these were deliverance sessions that I had for the different people who would actually come under these spirit of cyber and internet predators operating in some of these people that call themselves apostles, prophets, teachers, and evangelists. Now, there is an honest, godly, God-given anointing in Ephesians 5, 4, 11 that speaks of these callings. And it's not a thing wrong with that in itself. But there are some who operate under a spirit. They've taken these titles on and they are not delivered. They have not gotten rid of the demonic strongholds of lust and bondage out of of their lives. And so what happens is they get on the internet undelivered and it becomes a free for all to actually claim I got a word from the Lord. Next thing you know, they're asking for money. Next thing you know, they're asking for more than money. And if the woman is really wounded and damaged in her emotions or have gone through a lot of wounds, pains and hurts, and what have it, that demon will seduce her. So that's what I'm sharing with you all today. So what I want to share to you guys is how that this spirit operates. And I'm going to take my time and, and share some things. Actually, what I have found is many of the manifestation that we see today on the Internet and in life are no more than the same old demons that always roll the same way they do. And the, and, the, and the people that I'm going to use as an example are the sons of Eli, and it's going to be interesting. But the first thing that I want to share with you is Proverbs chapter 11, verse 14. I use this as a launching verse because I believe that a lot of the men and women of God and the, uh, that are out there need to have wisdom with how they're dealing with people on the Internet. I mean, we, 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 the Internet is a tremendous tool. 
for God's kingdom. Many lives and many souls have been saved, healed, and delivered through good ministry gifts on the internet, and I salute them. But I want to say this to you. Many of us need wisdom on how to tell when we're dealing with a seducing spirit that is loaded with lust and witchcraft. Now, in Proverbs chapter 11, verse 14, I'm going to read first from the King James Version, and it reads like this. Where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. And when we talk about counselors here, we're talking about blood-washed, born-again, God-serving, discerning counselors that know how to move in God, operate in his Holy Spirit, filled with the word, giving sound counsel. The Derby Bible translation says, where no advice is, the people fall. I believe that many of the ones that I was count that I had to counsel and cast demons out of, not only did we counsel them, not only did we give them spiritual wisdom, but we straight up had to cast demons out of them that were based upon the evil soul ties and the damage that was done to these fivefold predators that were using the internet to hide behind. So where no advice is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. That's the Derby Bible. And the, and the World English Bible says, where no wise guidance, where there is no wise guidance, the nation fall into a, into a multitude, and with counselors, there is victory. Now, I'm going to come in uh, from the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 2, verse 22. And Sheila, I find an interesting thing today. I was, I was looking at this verse. I'm laying the platform with 1 Samuel 2, 22. It's an interesting thing about the sons of Eli. Now, check this out. Verse 22 of 1 Samuel. Now, Eli was very old and, and heard all that his sons did unto all Israel and how they lay with the women that assembled at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. Now, at first, when I read that verse, I didn't think very much about the word door of the tabernacle of the congregation. My heart and mind immediately went to these guys, these snakes are damaging the women of God who are coming to the temple. But check this out. Now watch this, Sheila. This is going to be interesting. Now Eli, who was very old, heard about everything his sons were doing to all Israel and how they slept with the women who served at the entrance of the tent of meeting. Now that word door of the tabernacle actually translate as tent of meeting. Check this out. In Exodus 33, verse 7, Moses pitched the tent of meeting, and everyone who sought the Lord would go to the tent to get counsel from God. So the place where they seduced them at was at a place where they were, number one, seeking God for guidance. These women of God, these sisters that were a part of Israel, the nation of Israel, were seeking God. These women came seeking God, and Eli's son seduced them. The word meeting is, and I'm going to spell this so I don't hack it up in its original language. It's Y-A-D, Yaad. And that word Yaad means intimacy. So they went to a place where they wanted intimacy with God. And the strongholds in Eli's sons tried to form an illegal intimacy. That word Yaad also means to be betrothed. Now check this out. Get my point. The tent where they were at was the place where they were supposed to have intimacy with their Lord. 
intimacy with the God of Israel. The sons of Eli, just like these fivefold predators, are standing in the place where people are trying to reach God. Instead of them leading them to Christ and getting out of the way with their flesh, they steal the intimacy. The apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 2 said these words, going back to the tent of meeting, the tent of intimacy. Paul said this in 2 Corinthians 11 and 2, for I am jealous over you with godly jealousy, for I have espoused, get this, I have espoused or married you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. And we know in that verse, Paul is talking about the intimacy between Christ and the church, which has nothing to do with the flesh whatsoever. Nothing to do with sexuality whatsoever. So the meeting place of intimacy, the meeting place where one is, where these ladies were to be betrothed to God, this predator of Eli, his sons stood meeting them as they were on their way in and seduced them away from God. I want to say this. When you had come under the attack of a predatory preacher, regardless of the title that preacher uses, it has a powerful effect and it can form a damage and a soul tie that uh, depending upon how strong this thing operates and how strong you submit to it, you will find it very difficult to break away from it. Now, here goes some of the manifestations that I have seen in this predatory type of spirit when I was praying for folks how they set them up. By the way, Sheila, I am going to share these 18 strongholds that this thing operates to attack them. Number one, this demon is looking for insecurity in the person they're talking to. It's a predatory spirit that looks for insecurity in that woman on the internet. It also operates under emotional wounds. In other words, that person, when they're ministering to them, trying to seduce their mind, instead of bringing healing to the hurts that are in their life, they use the wounds that the person tells them in order to so-called soothe their situation. Also, this predator operates under what I call a generational curse of womanizing. The real problem is, is this guy has not gotten delivered. He has not gotten a yoke broken in his life, and he's operating under a generational curse of womanizing. Spirits of lust and perversion, spirits of lies and deception. And I'm going to describe even further how these 18 operate. Also, this predator has a very charming spirit. It's the same thing as it is in the streets of the world. They get on the Internet and they start charming these ladies. They come supposed to be representing God and end up representing their own motive. Also, this spirit operates under spirits of rape and molestation. In other words, the demon inside this fivefold predator usually finds some woman, some sister who's already been molested at a young age. And the predatory spirits in them, it can recognize who they're talking to. That demon can discern that the woman that it is talking to has already been molested. So it proceeds to tap into that wound and hurt of rape and molestation and then follows through and does the same thing to her. Sheila, I, I could not believe how some of them would tell me, well, prophet so-and-so told me that we, that we were going to actually just go to a meeting. And so they go to the meeting and the meeting ends up not, in, not at a service, not at a conference, not at trying to do something for your life. That meeting usually ends up in a meeting in a whole hotel room. You know, I, I'm sure or sure you've heard the, the name Casanova. 
Now, oldie but goodie, you know, when I was studying one time about the what, what we call Casanova, Villanova, it said that he said his own self was this. Just as soon as I thought, and I'm getting to the next point, these men operate on the narcissistic spirits. They're very narcissistic. Casanova said these words, just as soon as I find myself a woman that I think that I might fall in love with and commit, I find that I love myself better. And this spirit operates in a lot of these guys. But what I was getting, check this out, they would actually make the woman feel that she was really important. So it called the spirit also operates in what I call the spirit of delusion. Now, here goes what I mean when I say this, Sheila. Clear-headed women, educated women, spirit-filled women that I know that got common sense and the Holy Ghost, okay? I have seen the spirit of delusion operate and make them actually believe that this guy wants them when every single signal that they're hearing does not represent the holiness and the righteousness of God. I mean, be not deceived. It is a way as believers that we are to carry ourselves. There is a way as believers. I, my, listen, I get it. People are tempted. I get it. The flesh can be stirred, but still the Bible requires holiness still. The Bible re requires self-denial. The Bible requires, amen, to be careful of what position we put ourselves in. If we not deceive, evil communication corrupts good manners, plain and simple. But this spirit of delusion operates with these people, also fantasy spirits, and then everything about them, uh, they have no concern whatsoever with the damage they cause. It's like they can't feel that I am wounding an individual. So when they finish with them, the person is completely splattered all over the floor. Also, these spirits are feels very superior to women. They have like a godlike complex, like you just got to have them. I've looked at some of these jokers on the Internet and thought to myself, I don't see what's so great about you myself. I mean, this is just bound up. The stuff that they're talking has no depth. But they got sucked into it. And the reason being was they tapped into loneliness, insecurity, and wounds and hurts like rape, molestation, or even damage when it comes to seeking a father figure or an authority figure in life. Just last night, I ministered to a young lady last night, me and Evelyn did. Her pastor made a strong pass to her. And it changed her intercession and everything else. Now, basically speaking, Sheila, you would think to yourself, well, Brother Ivory, that shouldn't have hindered her spiritual life. But what happened was it tapped into a wound that was already in her. She did not sleep with him, but merely having a figurehead that was supposed to be a spiritual leader and an authority in her life had such an effect that it broke something between her intimacy with the Lord. It was like, if this is the way church is, my God, it's no different in church than the world. Satan has used this sometimes to cause many good Christians to backslide or become just a complacent believer. And what she called to talk to me and Evelyn about is, I want to get back the fire of God in my life, the passion for the Lord in my life. Now, mind you, check this out, Sheila. When she started talking to me, the actual session was about her prayer life. It wasn't about what her pastor did. And as she is talking to me about her prayer life and how that something happened that broke it, as I, as I began to talk to her, the Lord allowed her to begin to break down and tell exactly what happened. Because she was saying, I said, well, what particular event happened in your life that your prayer life 
and things just changed for you. I said, because something must have took place in order to cause you to start backing away from God. And the more we would talk later on, she just broke down and you could hear her just begin to weep. She said, my pastor, brother Ivory, my pastor made a pass at me. I brushed him off. I didn't do anything with him, but she said it broke my spirit. She said, now this happened some time ago and, and I believe that he's repented for what he done. She said, but I've had a hard time regrouping myself. And when she said, uh, regrouping myself, the Lord gives me a word of knowledge. I said, your pastor's disappointment sort of sounds like the disappointment that you've had with other men in your life. And then she began to just cry. She says, why do they do me like this? What's wrong with me that these men are doing me like this? And I had to let her know, sister, there is a spirit of predator that can be in a generation, in a family line. It can come in even from the wound. And it will set people up, women and men up, to have people repeatedly come in their life that is supposed to be watching out for them and protecting them and caring about them and begin to attack them. That's the way the predatory spirit operates. And on this Internet, there are some undelivered leaders. If I say anything to leaders, I'm going to say this as humble as I can, as kind as I can. Get delivered. You know, Sheila. Years ago, when, when, when I was setting under some of the teachings of Win Worley, one of the things Win Worley said to us all, he said, if you don't get delivered from the strongholds in your life, you can become a walking time bomb. You can have a stronghold in you that will wait until you become prominent. You can wait until you become strong in ministry. You got a name where people are trying to follow the, the, the grace. Because you see, the anointing of God is a funny thing. God anoints Samson with all of this Nazarite anointing. But Samson had a womanizing issue. Now, those that saw Samson beat everybody with the jawbone of an ass would have said, wow, what a mighty man. But at the same time, they could have been so enamored at his strength that they couldn't recognize his weakness. Some of the leaders out there, and if you're listening to me, brother or sister, do not get carried away with how the anointing can be upon you. Deal also with the annoying thing about you, the annoying stronghold, the annoying beast you wrestle with. Because if you do not deal with those strongholds, you will become a walking time bomb. And that stronghold that you won't deal with, that you won't get prayer for, that you won't, listen, get the devil cast out of you. Yeah, that's good. Get some counseling, some wise counsel with somebody that knows what they're talking about. But at the end of the day, talking and counseling without deliverance will not set you free. These demons have to be cast out. And so, but here were some of the things that I found out in ministering to, and, and this, and she, Sheila, I am not talking about one or two occasions that this has been coming up. It's becoming regular. I'm getting it more and more. I almost think, and I'm just here, this is just Brother Ivory just kind of thinking a little bit. I almost think that the unveiling of some of the posters that's in our world and in our society some of it is God pulling the cover. And the word of God said this anyway, that judgment was first begin in the house of God. And if judgment begin in the house of God, where shall the sin, the sinner and the ungodly appear? So I believe that God is pulling the cover. Some of you are not going to be able to sit behind a cyber gate, sit behind the internet, the electronic wall, 
and keep doing this. God is uncovering you. And I maintain to tell you, so Sheila, I'm not joining no boys club. I don't care how big the ministries are or how small the ministries are. I am not going to join no boys club helping them pervert the women of God, seduce the sisters. Now, yes, you sisters, you got a great deal on you and your integrity to do what's right as well. But right now, I'm talking about the ones that are many that I have counseled who were already wounded, already messed up. And they came to the temple of God. They came to the meeting house. They came to the ministry trying to get help. Instead of help, they got a mess. That's what I'm talking about. And some, I've seen some where you have a, what we call the dual manifestation, the double-minded manifestation. They ain't, aren't any good. They aren't worth anything. I'm just doing the same old thing over and over. Bad choices, bad guys that you're dealing with. And it's like, my God, what is going on? It is because the enemy has set it up. Look, you know what I, what I, what we, what we saw and knew in the Bible from the beginning? Did you notice the serpent went after Eve? And he didn't go after Eve because she had no service to God. Matter of fact, Sheila, the temptation in the garden appealed more to Eve's desire to be more like God than to rebel against God. Because the serpent said, in the day that you eat therefore of, you shall be as God. And in her mind, she says, me like the one that meets us in the cool of the day. In the day that I eat thereof, I shall be as God's. Never even, her never even realized that you shall be as the fallen ones, the small G-O-Ds. So the enemy and these cyber predators, the evil and predatory misogynistic men, when it operates and comes at the women, comes at the sisters in the Lord, it is the serpent operating still. That same serpent of lust and seduction. Now, here goes some of the things that I saw here. A cyber predator pretends to love the woman, pretends to love them, but actually never commits to nothing. When, in fact, it's about their stronghold of lust that they weren't delivered from. So it wasn't love at all. And if it was love, why did you have to take down your standard? If they cared about a real relationship, they should never nail you against the wall to have you to have to break the vow to God that you have, your biblical principles. I mean, that is a sign right there that there's a problem. The cyber predator also thinks they understand women. They're so understanding, Sheila. Oh, they just they just care so much about you. Now, mind you, they will not talk in your presence around anyone else. They will hide behind cyber meetings. Matter of fact, they've gotten so smart now, they don't inbox, because if you inbox, somebody might highlight your garbage and show it to somebody. But some that I've gotten said that, well, they would never say nothing in front of people. So what this, this these predators also are calculated. They are very calculating in the way that they set this deal up. I've heard tell of people go preach a revival. God moved by his anointing. They pray for a person in a prayer line. Now, now get this, Sheila. They pray for a person in a prayer line. That demon in them, they're able to discern that the person is hurting. And then all of a sudden, boom, before that conference is over, they're meet, having that person to meet them somewhere. I've seen this type of spirit operate. And this is what I'm telling you. These spirits have to be exposed. Cyber predators, all it cares about is what it wants. This cyber predator does not care about the victim at all, only what it wants. 
Also, cyber predators make empty promises. They insinuate. They give impressions. They even give vague answers, but they will not commit. So what happens is that person feels like, you know what? Prophet so-and-so, pastor so-and-so, or this one so-and-so, that we're going to have a relationship. And one day, one day I'll be the first lady. I'll be the woman of God. I'll be whatever. And he does it all insinuating. Sheila, I knew one guy one time, what he would do with, with different sisters in the church. He would get some and ride them out somewhere on a Saturday, look at homes and say, now, if you had to pick out a home, tell me, would you want one like that? And she's thinking to herself like, wow, man. You know, mm. he said, now, what kind of house would you like? Her not realizing that she ain't never going to get up in now one of those houses, but she's going to at least spend one night in his. It breaks trust. And then also, I'll tell you something else that it does. Whoever God brings in your life who is a legitimate person, someone with integrity, someone that actually biblically has a relationship with you. It makes it very difficult for them. Mm. It's something about a snake at a yard. You know, you can you can have one snake that you find crawling across your grass. Even if you kill that snake for weeks, you're tipping in your own yard because you're not sure whether there's one more. That's what these guys end up doing. A predatory spirit ends up making you start being on guard for predators so much so until you don't you're not able to relax in life or let a relationship have its course. Predators will try to compensate for what's missing in you, meaning they will talk to the, these guys were talking to these women and they talked to them until they could figure out what was missing, whether it was uh, rejection, whether it was self-esteem, whatever was missing. And then they will start stroking that self-esteem. They would start saying things. One person told me, said, this guy had the audacity to tell me after I got interested in him, he began to tell me, he said, well, you do know that uh, other women look pretty good to me too now. What's that? I mean, you know what, Sheila? I would have kicked him out of the car, house, or wherever to talk that kind of crazy stuff. Anybody that's interested in you and then tries to bait you to see if they can't uh, get comfortable lusting after others. You ever seen this type of deal also? A ch this spirit operates under a charming spirit. In other words, it's very charming. It's over-charming with waitresses. It's over-charming with the way it talks. Now, I mean, I believe in being polite. I believe in being nice and all of that. But there is a place that if you're not careful, you will miss the fact that this predator is being awful charming with others. And, and you're sitting there as a woman watching this guy. And he is so charming until the waitress acts as if he's making a pass to her. Very dangerous spirit. It's all about them. Check this out, Sheila. Some of the healings that I've had to minister, and, 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 and at first, I, at being a guy, you know, me and Evelyn are sitting there together because Evelyn kind of teams up with me with this uh, with our sessions. And me as a guy, I was sitting there going, I, I had one case that said, said, I really hate myself. And as I was listening to her, I was going like, why would you hate yourself? She was a very attractive woman, had a beautiful face, nice personality. But she said this to me, Sheila, my looks have been nothing but my problem. Because she said, from a little child up, the way that I look has never been a benefit to me. I would rather not look well at all than my looks draw the kind of mess that, I've, that comes at me. And it was so sad. 
you know, these predatory spirits take the joy of even the beauty of life. It's the joy of even the beauty of life. I mean, as a man, Sheila, you know what some of this is, has, has shown me? It has shown me how twisted and how messed up the lack of true godly mentors have done to us men. Yes. I'm talking about being taught by men of God who knew how to teach a man, teach a young boy how to recognize what God really meant for a woman, a person. I, I'll share this with you, Sheila, and I'll get back on talking about the predatory. When my granddaughter was in her last year of high school, we had what we call, my granddaughter's German, so my grandfather in German is Opie, and we would have what we call Opie moments. Now, that would be the mornings that she would say, Opie, I want you to drive me to school so we can have our Opie moment. That's when I would talk to her about God and talk to her about life, and I'll never forget this, Sheila. And you may, you may, it may bring something back to you, being a young, young lady growing up yourself. But we get in the car and we stop at this place to get us some coffee. She didn't have, she wasn't provocative. She just had on her little, little girly stuff. She's about 18, 17, 18 years old. She had her little girly stuff on. She was feeling right good about herself. And she goes in the store where we get coffee. I went in with her and got my coffee and, and what have you. And she was getting some stuff. And when she came out the door, Sheila, she had a very sad look on her face. And she got in the car beside me. She went in proud of her little outfit. And it wasn't provocative. It wasn't that type of thing. When she came out, Sheila, she came out looking broken, sad. I said, baby girl, what's wrong? She said, oh, Opie, it's nothing. I said, tell me, what's wrong, baby? She said, you know, Opie, I guess it's okay when you are looked at as a woman and they can see you're pretty. She said, just Opie, some of the stuff that I felt coming at me and that it make me feel pretty. You know what I'm talking about, Sheila? Yeah. And, and I saw the sadness. And as we were riding to school, I began to talk to her about men and the minds of men. And the difference between admiration at beauty and lust at a person. But it made me really realize to the depth of a young girl in this modern age walking in a, a convenience store. A bunch of men is getting coffee where they're getting ready to go to work. And she was feeling all of those spirits come at her. These predatory spirits that operate, I say to my brothers out there, guard your life. Remember your daughter and your grandchildren and your generation. If you will not address what's in you for your own sake, you might want to consider addressing it for the sake of your generation. Because these bondages are not personal bondages off to yourself. We are a product of a domino effect. Do you understand what I'm saying, Sheila? Yes, the sir. strongholds and that moves in our life and in our family and in our society, it's a domino effect that if somebody does not allow the, the mediator between God and man, which is Jesus Christ the righteous, if we don't allow his Holy Spirit to break that middle wall of bondage, to tear down those demonic tracks, to command those spirits to go out of ourselves and our generation. I mean what I'm saying. In the name of Jesus, ask God to break that spirit off of you and your generation. You know what, Sheila? Abraham's wife, Sarah, had such a grace on her that when Abimelech 
tried to think of touching her, God intervened because of the generational blessing that was upon Abraham. He said, look, you don't lie to me about this woman. She is not your sister because God troubled me in a dream. I pray that the anointing of God be on some of our family, on some of our lives and our family members until the Holy Ghost even convicts the world, the son of man, not to touch him. But nonetheless, you, we, uh, this teaching today is trying to give wisdom on how to recognize these cyber predators. I just got a few more things. Cyber predators are not transparent. When they're dealing with you, you can tell that there's things they're hiding. And sister, you can't crack the code. You can't fix a man. You might can fix a car. You might can fix a cabinet, but you can't fix a man. We are not the author and finisher of our faith. I find it like this. If what wants to have a relationship with me, even in ministry, Sheila, if there's somebody in ministry that I got to fix in order to be around, I will intercede for you, but I am not going to do the author and finisher of your faith's job because I realize that God will only fix what he's invited into to work on. When I was a kid, Sheila, we had toys, and I'll never forget one toy broke, and there was a little teeny sticker on the bottom of that toy. You know what it said, Sheila? In case it malfunctions, return back to the manufacturer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you that, ladies, don't be trying to think you can fix something. We got to turn these men over to the manufacturer. Hebrews 12, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith. These cyber predators will destroy how you feel about trusting in relationship because of the wounds that they caused in your life. If you that are listening to us today, at the end, we're going to even pray and ask the Lord to bring healing to the deep wounds that have happened in your life in relationships. Deep wounds that have happened in your life by predators, no matter what age. Predators leave you in the dark while they play upon other women. Now, that is another one. I had noticed also, Sheila, that some of the sisters that would talk to me about these preacher predators was upset with the other sisters in the church who were a part of the same cycle. It's like you're already giving away your discernment as a wise believer and falling for their trap. I get that. Now you're seeing yourself and another sister who's being played by that same spiritual hustler, that same demonic predator, and you're recognizing that he's using you, but something there competitive makes you want to fight and hold on to something that's not worth keeping. So they would get angry at the other sister. When in truth be told, many times when, this, when you saw this predator on the Internet, his Facebook page is loaded with women. Now, I know there's more women in the world and in church than men, but this here primarily, all that these predators do is work the women. They do not have very much contact with men. Matter of fact, when, he, when men, real men, face these guys, they usually hide in the background and say very little. But when you find out what they're doing behind the scene, and, and Sheila, God is pulling the cover on this. You hear me? When I did this message, I had to, the first time I talked about this message on Facebook, I had to tell the people, look, I'm not upset with any particular individual. I'm not mad at any particular brother out there. But I maintain to tell you, if God is pulling the cover and a lot of these wounded people that have been wounded by these predators, they are coming for help. And when they're coming for help, brother, you're going to get exposed. God is not going to allow this to keep happening, or God is going to do like happened to the sons of Eli. 
Eli, because he knew. Sheila, did you notice in the book of Eli, he, Eli knew what his sons were doing. Yes. But he would never correct them. Now, there's predators that are running that, that won't be still and let nobody correct them. And then there are predators that other leaders know they're predators. There are predatory spirits in organizations. And, and I'm going to say this politely. We sit back and can see how that in the Catholic Church, many of the priests that were molesting girls and boys that were doing stuff, God has pulled the cover. And and those that were in authority said nothing. But I maintain to tell you from the counseling that I'm doing, Sheila, it's happening in the charismatic church. It's happening in the apostolic churches. It's happening in some of the other denominations. They know that they have these people in here doing this stuff, but they will not call them on the carpet. They will not rebuke them. They will not do like Paul did in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and 2 Corinthians chapter 2, will not bring that person up and rebuke them. And they run through the church, destroying folks. And uh, and some leaders say, well, the sister shouldn't uh, let the brother get her like that. My God, leader, you are a protector. You have to protect the sheep. Now, I, I can't make a choice for a sister who decides to go do something wrong in my church. I can't do that. But I can surely stand up and let them no point blank. I'm not tolerating this and call him and her on the carpet and say, look, what are you doing with your lives? But these predators keep right on, keep doing what they're doing. Never be challenged. And that's the danger. These demons are loving these people that have no accountability to no one. I specifically believe that our teaching and our doctrine and our lifestyle should be accountable. You know what, Sheila? If I'm preaching some kind of doctrine that is not right and you call me and go, Brother Ivory, you know, brother, you know I love you. But that particular doctrine that you're slipping into, Brother Ivory, is damnable and it's not the gospel. I'm calling you as a sister in the Lord to warn you, bro. Sheila, if I don't change from teaching that doctrine, and if I go down the road of some of these other beasts and predators and false prophets and false teachers, Sheila, if you end up on your show saying, Ivory Hopkins, the general, has fallen away from truth. He's walked in the truth. I can no longer support what he's doing. So be it. I mean, then we're going to go, well, I never thought Sheila would do that. Honey, listen, look, I have had in my lifetime to actually take a stand against a damnable doctrine. And the preacher that was preaching it was well known, but he was preaching the gospel of inclusion. And that is not the gospel. It is not the word of God. And I challenged it straight up, period. We cannot keep this thing going on where our predators are left to do what they're doing and nobody challenge you. What the predators look for is those that are have been weakened emotionally and a lot of emotional pain, a lot of insecurity and rejection. And what the predator does is break them down. They break them down until the heart is ripped apart. Predators feed on that insecurity. That's what that's what we're talking about. How did they feed on that insecurity? These cyber predators forget the details when you catch them. Do you catch them in a lie and they make you sound like you're confused? And predators like constant attention. And they even got the audacity, Sheila, to play jealous. You know what I mean by playing jealous? Then they talk about, I better not see you with nobody. What do you mean you better not see them with nobody else? They're not really with you. God wants to see us delivered. Now, those that are listening to me, and I'm at, I'm at the end of what I had to say on this message. If you are out there on the internet and have been going through this, or in your personal life, going through this type of thing where there's a predator that is just using you for what they can get. They call themselves 
men of God. They call themselves the fivefold men, whatever. They call themselves supposed to be serving the Lord. They are damaging your intimacy with God. They're getting in the way of what God wants to do with our lives. And I'm going to tell you something. The Holy Spirit is going to judge it. We can either come and be healed or else the, a predator will have itself where he ends up being exposed. Look at our society right now, Sheila. I mean, from the from the arts to the media to the sports, this stuff is being ripped apart. Amen. These spirits are being brought out to the surface. It's because I believe it's God doing it. Some of it, yes, the arm of the flesh is in there saying some things, but I believe the Holy Spirit said enough is enough. And in the church, it's time that we repent, that we ask God to deliver us, that we ask God to set us free. I'm going to turn this in the hands of my dear friend before we before I have a word of prayer. God bless you, Sheila, in your hands here. Excellent. Okay, so Ivory, you and I talked about tag teaming. So you start us off and then um, I'll jump in when you're ready. All right. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you and praise you, Lord God, that you are our redeemer and you are our keeper, Father. Lord God, I ask that your Holy Spirit bring healing to your people, to the ones that have been the victim, but also the predator itself. Loose them from the strongholds and the effects that the enemy has done in shattering lives. Father God, by the power of the blood, we come against spirits of insecurity in Jesus' name that the predators have used to manipulate and control spirits right now of emotional wounds and bondages that have operated in the lives of their victim. Father, I come against the generational curse of of womanizing. And I ask you to break that stronghold off of that predator's life. Break the effects that has taken place on many, many victims. I ask this in the name of Jesus. Lord, we rebuke spirits of lust and perversion. It lies that have been told and deception. We ask you to break their power in Jesus' name. Heal those that have been affected by spirits of rape and molestation. And these predators have used the very wound, the very scars of rape and molestation by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I ask your God to go in there, heal those broken places. I command in Jesus' name, insecurity, you come out by the power of the blood. That predatory spirit, I break you in Jesus' name. That scanner spirit that likes to search them out and find the right victim to set them up, reactivating old wounds, old scars, and old bruises. I come against in the name of Jesus Christ, that demon of narcissistic spirit that operates self-love in Jesus' name. I I break that false spirit, that demon called ladies man, womanizer by the power of the blood and I call you down. I command the spirit of delusion and fantasy spirits to come out now. Go by the power of the blood. Bound and blocked feelings about their victim. Bound and blocked emotion. Damage to the emotion because of these predatory demons. I ask you to bring healing, Father, in the name of Jesus. I ask you, Lord God, to break the spirit of superiority to women. That God complex. That misogynist spirit. In Jesus' name, I call that demon out called ladies man, and I command it to go. I command the spirit of entitlement in Jesus' name, using other spirits to get into people's lives and cause bondage. I command the spirits of envy and jealousy to go now by the power of the blood. As me and my sister in the Lord right now team up and warfare against these strongholds, heal every damaged emotion to every wound. She'll pick it up in Jesus' name. Father God, we bind and break and 
command out all lust spirits, lust of the flesh, lust of the eye. That seduction spirit, you get out of the people now in the name of Jesus. That womanizing spirit, the Don Juan, the, the Casanova, the predator spirits, go now. Let's go out of the people now in Jesus' name. We break your power. The charmer spirits, go now in Jesus' name. Narcissism, that pride, the Leviathan, we break the three-headed ruler of that Leviathan spirit. We call on the angels to assist. Pull these out of the people now in Jesus' name. Come on, charmer spirits. Charismatic witchcraft, come off the people now in Jesus' name. Love spells, love incantations, all spells and incantations, false prophetic words. Oh, you're going to marry this guy. This guy's on his way. That was 10 years ago. We break the prophetic lying spirits, all false prophetic lying spirits. I break your power and command you to get out now. It's God's will for you to have a godly mate. That's right. It's not good that man be alone. That's right. But I'm talking about the false prophets that they tell you what they want you to hear. I break the power of that. You loose God's people now in the name of Jesus. I break off both men and women, that spirit of victimization. You might have been victimized by somebody. God wants you to be healed from that right now. You need to move forward from whatever that was. All those spirits that came in through that situation, I break the power of it off the men and women. We break the power of that stronghold. The enemy would love for you to believe that, that you're a victim. No, we break that word curse. And I command out all those tormenting spirits. Go now. All fantasy spirits, salaciousness, all spirits of perversion. You go now. Compulsions, eroticism. Move out now. Get out of the people now. All those spirits of fantasy that came in through whatever, soap operas, fantasy books, fantasy movies. I break the power of that thing, the misogyny, that hatred of women's spirit. You go now in Jesus' name. Misandry is a hatred of men. You go too. Get out of the people now. You loose God's people now. That Adam and Eve anger, the blaming, the non-trust. I can't trust anyone. I'm never going to find anyone. All the good ones are taken. I'm too old. I'm too this. Fill in the blank. You call out your thing now that you say, we break those words spoken curses off. The people of God now in the name of Jesus. Back to you, Ivory. We also take authority by the power of the blood of the generational stronghold that is upon their children and family. Lord God, you said whatsoever a man soweth, that also shall he reap. God, we ask by the cleansing blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that, Lord God, break that cycle, that cycle of abuse, that cycle of lust, bondage, and perversion, and predatory spirits. Break that cycle of constantly being tracked down. I pray for my precious sisters that have had those spirits come at you by the power of the blood of Jesus. I rebuke you in Jesus' name, and I command those spirits to go. Those demons that try to scan you, that look at the brokenness, look at the wounds, thirds and fourth and even deeper generational curses of bondage. Mom's been molested and used like this. Grandmama and other women in your family line, I break that curse of the wound that have opened this door. I break in the name of Jesus Christ those that have had to say, I've been hurt, I've been wounded, I've been attacked, I've been molested, and nobody believed me. I tried to tell them that this was happening in my church by the leaders, and nobody believed me. So I command right now in the name of Jesus, having to hold all those wounds in your body and the sickness and the infirmity that it has caused to your body. I command bound and block affection that's been affected because of molestation and rape and seducing spirits. Oh God, let your Holy Ghost in the most son of the Messiah. I command that you go now. Oh God, I issue the fear, fear of trusting in a relationship, loss of hope that I'll ever find somebody that would want me. I ask the Father also to loose and heal my sisters, heal my brothers from the effect of these predatory spirits that when they do find someone, when they do find a mate, they are losing the ability to have affection with them as they should. I command those spirits to be broken 
in the name of Jesus. Also in the sleep realm, those demonic visitators, those spirits right now that comes in the dream realm, that messes with your mind, that attacks you in the sleep realm. I command them to go. Any of these demons from these people that astral project in your bedrooms, that astral project in the sleep realm, I bind you and command that you go by the power of the blood of the Lamb. Oh God, we thank you that me and my sister can team up and destroy these jokes and pull down these kingdoms. Lord God, you said you will keep in perfect peace those whose mind has stayed on you. I command in Jesus' name, feeling as if you're losing your mind because they played with your head. I command that stronghold to be broken by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. I command mind racing, mind control, mind manipulation, mental witchcraft. I break you in the name of Jesus. Come out right now in the name of Jesus. I command you to go in Jesus' name. And I command any way that they have tagged you, seduced you, spoken into your life, or touched you in a manner that seemed like you're locked into them, I command right now their link to be broken, their soul tie to be loosed. I command in the name of Jesus false intimacy that she's mine. I break that demon that, that claims you to be theirs because of inordinate affection and lust. I command right now in the name of Jesus Christ, the word of God say, whosoever commit of adultery opens the door to a wound and a hurt. So I command wounds and hurts to be loosed in Jesus' name. So I ask the Lord to open up the mind to wisdom and discernment, Father. Lord God, those that can't seem to shake their way out, that can't seem to clear their head from a relationship that is going nowhere, those that have been bound by a date to nowhere. A date to nowhere is a person that just keeps dragging you on, but never commits. Keeps dragging you on, but never makes a clear understanding that you really have a relationship. I command those spirits, those seducing, controlling and manipulating spirits to be broke in Jesus' name. Father, heal the people of God that have gone into the gate of intimacy, that have gone into the gate of betrothed unto God. Heal them from the wounds and the scars and the bruises. And devil, you are a liar. There are is not already sealed and they will have no one. And Lord God, the biological clock is not demanding that they will have no one. Father God, break through those strongholds. And Lord God, you said in your words in Proverbs chapter 31, whosoever findeth a wife finds a good thing and obtain favor of the Lord. Father God, I speak the blessing of a good thing over the women of God, over those daughters of Zion. The word of God said you are a blessing. Whosoever obtain you obtains favor from God. So in Jesus' name, I command every spirit that has tried to, to delay or get in the way of who will legitimately be your mate. I break those spirits of delay and blockage. I break those strongholds right now in Jesus' name that would hinder, hinder and try to cut you off from a relationship. I command that stronghold to be broken by the power of the blood and I call those spirits out and I command confusion of the mind and crisis of identity. I call you out. I call out in the name of Jesus Christ secret things done to you by family members and incest spirit and predatory spirits that have operated secretly. I command your power to be broken and I ask the Father to heal them, loose them and set them free and I call those spirits out and command them to go now in the name of Jesus Christ. I cast you out. I command you to loose them. I pray in Jesus' name that men of God would rise up with strong self and strong identity, strong men of God that know who they are in Christ. Father God, I bind these spirits that are trying 
to change the identity and the nature and the culture of the men in our society. I rebuke those devils that are trying to change their gender, change their lifestyle, how God created them to be. I rebuke those spirits and I command them to go. Lord God, raise up godly men. Raise up warriors, Lord God, that will stand up. Raise up strong fathers. Raise up strong sons that will go forth in the kingdom, that they would walk in the liberty and the anointing and the grace of God, worthy of the women of God. You told us men to love our wives as Christ loved the church. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, you said, whosoever finds them, finds a good thing. Well, Lord God, bring forth stronger men. Lord God, I even ask you to put in their path strong mentors that are born again, blood washed, that can teach them the ways of holiness, rules of engagement in relationship, how to honor and respect the women of God. Lord God, I ask you to raise them up by the power of the blood. And I rebuke those devils that are trying to bind them, even Jezebel spirits that are entering into men. That's right. I command you to come out. Jezebel spirits that are entering into men and trying to change their nature, change their mannerism, change who they are. I rebuke you by the power of the blood, and I command you to go now in Jesus' name. Lord God, raise up strong, powerful men, that men of the word, men of integrity, men of strength, men that know how to treat a woman, men that know how to walk in integrity, men that know how to live holy. I ask you to raise them up. Lord God, go pull them off the streets, out of the clubs, into the house of the Lord. Let them realize that they are the temple of God. I ask this, O oh Father, and these devils that have been assigned to destroy the integrity of men, to shape men into something they're not, and to also ultimately destroy them with these predatory spirits, with these effeminate spirits. Lord God, loose them and set them free. Father, we ask you right now to break the spirit of Ahab. Break the spirit, that toxic spirit that operates in the lives of some men. Break it. I command it in the name of Jesus. I command the spirit of Ahab in Jesus' name that have dumped so much on women, that have dumped and backed up and abdicated their authority. Ahab, I rebuke you and I command you to go. I challenge you, Father, in Jesus' name, Lord God, to throw Jezebel out of the walls of Jezreel and raise up, Father God, men of God that would be like Jehu, that would have a Jehu anointing, that would stand up and be men that will be there as fathers, be there for their children, be there for their family, men that will not change the nature that you called us to be, but will walk in the nature and the anointing that you called us, Father. I ask this in Jesus' name. Father God, I also break the Ahab cycle that was brought in some men as they were being raised up. Look, God created us male and female. He didn't create me to try to act like a woman. I ain't got no parts of acting like a woman in me. I will be the man of God that God called me to be. And God, I ask the same thing for these other men. They were created in the image of God. I command this demon that's creating all of these Ahabs, creating all of these weak men, acting effeminate. They're not walking in their manhood. I come against those spirits and I cast them out and cast them down by the power of the blood. And Father, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Wow, praise the Lord. That was powerful, boy, brother. They felt that went up in the Arctic Circle. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Yes, sir. That was very powerful. Ivory, in the waning part of the show, please do give out your information, how the listeners can find your stuff. Well, look, God bless you. Um, I'm, my, the name of my ministry is Pilgrim's Ministry of Deliverance, and you can find us on the internet at pilgrimsministry.org. That's pilgrimsministry.org. Or if you type the name Ivory Hopkins, I'm on Vimeo, I'm on YouTube, amen, and we're on Facebook as well. But our, the website, once again, is pilgrimsministry.org. 
Amen. And if you go on our site, we have a number of books we've written. Our man books dealing with uh, anywhere from healing sexuality is one of the books that we have written. We've got books talking about deliverance from church abuse, strongholds of rape, incest, and molestation, and what have you. We have a lot of material, warfare teaching, strong deliverance teaching on pilgrimsministry.org. Org. Amen. We do do deliverance. It's a 45-minute session where we actually minister and pray deliverance with a person. Amen. Either by phone, Skype, FaceTime, and even we do it with using a Facebook inbox using the video form of it. But anyway, we want to thank you, Sheila, for being with you, sister. It's always a blessing being with you. It's always a blessing being with you, brother. Thank you and, for having us. Oh, listen, there's a reason, folks, that they call him the general, and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again, Ivory. And uh, we're going to have to have you on uh, more frequently. Let's put it that way. We'll gladly do it. You know we will. Folks, that was the general himself, Ivory Hopkins. His information is pilgrimsministry.org. Go check out his books, his teachings. He's got some amazing stuff over there. Again, that is pilgrimsministry.org. It is linked in the description below. Thank you so much for tuning into the program today, folks. And do not forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel and follow me on the podcast. All that information is over there at SheilaZelinski.com. We'll see you real soon. Good night and God bless.